It is my pleasure to welcome you to this next episode of Podcast Pioneers, Season 3. The theme is Voices Unleashed, Stories Captured. Today, I will be co-hosting this episode with my colleague, Dynamic Stella Omona, who is our VP Education. And we will be bringing in a special guest, Jan Paul Rudball, who is our current treasurer and a past, immediate, past uh, District 46 director. So let's welcome Jan Paul Rudball. Jan Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Bipin and Stella. Thank you for having me. Jan Paul, Stella and I have been talking about how to inform and educate our members and other Toastmasters and guests about how this club came about. And I, I told Stella that we need to we need to bring Jan Paul because he, I considered him father of the club. So why don't you tell us about who you are briefly and how the club came about? What, what were thoughts, what prompted you to charter this club? Yeah, thank you. So a little bit of background, I have more than a decade of Toastmasters experience. As you already mentioned, I was the past ASIC director, 22-23. And I um, am now, after 30 years in finance, I'm back at school. Background is something random that's here on campus. So uh, how did, why would you think I'm the father of the club? Yes, let me explain it. The, uh, this club's initial idea came from Patricia Gitwingira, who was at that time the district director. And she uh, convinced me that it was a good idea. I immediately agreed and it was a challenge. So I knew that I didn't know much about podcasting, but I had started uh, multiple clubs before maybe about 10 or so clubs before. So it was uh, the actual administrative process wasn't difficult, but you make sure that this was a club that had longevity, that was sustainable and that would attract people. That meant I needed help. So we established a small team of people who were handpicked, selected from the universe because they could contribute. So number one, don't think you can do it all by yourself. Bring in people who with you can contribute and get something done. Number two, make sure that there is a plan. In other words, have some deadlines have some specific deliverables and make sure that everybody contributes 
even though they are learning with you. Some people might be specialists, but in general, when something is new, we're all learning something. So those were kind of the two core things that I think contributed to the initial success uh, of the establishment of the club. Make sure that you have a team and make sure that you have a plan. Thank you. Thank you, Jean-Paul. That's such a great story. From, I've been a member of Podcast Pioneers for just over one year. And one thing I liked was really the educational structure, the educational session. It's a unique structure. Can you tell me a little bit about your thought process when developing the, the format, the podcast format as well? How did it fit into the regular Toastmasters meeting format? Who came up with that? Yes. Uh, as part of our club uh, birth, we wanted to make sure that we understood what made the club unique. So we came up with a slogan, taking your Toastmasters journey beyond the basics. That already tells you that this is something new, unique. And then secondly, we wanted to make sure that people really get value out of attending. Now, there are many reasons why other clubs add value, can be enjoyable, you learn, you grow, you uh, help other people with evaluations. But in this case, we wanted to make sure that people could see the club as a go-to place to learn about podcasting. And so that this would also be a safe space to come in as a novice, learn both in theory through the educational sessions and then also practice. So that was our idea, that there would be educational sessions. And then while you're not in a meeting, you get an opportunity to get to know the technology behind the podcast recording, uh, editing of that, and uh, the whole concepts and, and arranging your interviews. All of those practical things would mean that it's more than just the two hours of a meeting that we have every two weeks. Thank you, John Paul. That was such an excellent explanation. That's one, actually one of the reasons why I joined the club. I just saw that format. That format sold me. So I was really happy. I'm so happy to be a member of the club. One more thing I would like to know is, I know it's, it couldn't have been that easy, right, to form a club. What are some of the challenges that you faced? while trying to start the club? Yes, it, it wasn't easy, uh, but I think we all knew that we would succeed in the end. We had a list of requirements before we could launch. One of them was we wanted to be sure that we all understood what a meeting would look like. So it meant that we had to design our program and also see how it fit into the the pathways program so the toastmasters educational program and that was one important deliverable but we also had to make sure that we had the minimum of 20 members and we ended up with many more than those 20 members as our 
initial charter members because we had a message, a uh, compelling reason why people should join the club. So uh, we needed to make sure that in parallel to finalizing the program, the, the actual agenda, and already uh, making sure that we had say the first agenda ready, we had to make sure that people were signing up. So following up with that was also an important point. Get people to uh, maybe put their money where their mouth was, uh, where their interest lay. And uh, ultimately, as I said, people were clamoring to be a member of this club. Thank you. Jan Paul, what was your vision for the club? I, I know we talked about it. Uh, the, the the purpose of the podcast is for members to deliver their stories and we we you know, i i know that a lot of work went into preparing the team getting the team ready so how, how did you go about getting the right people and uh, putting them in charge of uh, different uh, 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 different uh, uh, factors, different uh, uh, roles. Yes, yeah, it's it's important that people in the team each feel that they can contribute, and that is one by listening, giving an opportunity for everybody to speak and share. And then secondly, also by giving people specific things to work on and deliverables and following up. So what uh, we did, uh, there were two people who were already good at podcasting that, that we brought in. And then we brought some other people who were very eager to learn. So that combination meant that uh, the people that were eager to learn were wearing the hat of the novices in the club and the others who were very knowledgeable were able to break down everything that we had to learn in the process. So conceptually that made sense so that we could cover all of it. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's amazing. And uh, yeah, so I've seen that you've done so many things. You're founder of Podcast Pioneers, past district director. How would you say that founding, I mean, being the founder of the Podcast Pioneers Club has, has helped you in your personal development? What has been the impact for you as a founder? And also, what's next? <laughs> you've, you've done it all pretty much. Well, I've done a lot in Toastmasters, that's right. But uh, even this, as we discussed, you gave me the title of founder. Uh, yes, I led that initial team. But if it wasn't for that team, and then ultimately the people who took it and, and ran with the club, people who, who owned, who, who took it upon themselves to make sure that there is sustainability and identifying people who would continue to, so that we now have 
leaders like you here in the club, that, that takes uh, some doing in the sense that, that uh, it's not only me who uh, makes sure that that happens. But one thing, uh, it's important, yes, if you think you're done by just establishing something, then you're only halfway done. Because uh, a new club is precarious. You have to make sure that people who uh, are learning the new, uh, new roles, both in terms of general Toastmasters Club and also in our case specifically, the new technology, that uh, that's not too overwhelming. And as we've heard before, uh, as Nierja Pirang, uh, one person who was in the meeting uh, in, in that team, she and, the, and also a past district uh, director, she uh, would always remind us that Rome wasn't built in one day, which meant take it slowly, don't be too hard on yourself, but do think about the vision that you want to achieve, that uh, big building on the hill, to use a uh, maybe a Roman type of analogy. So uh, what's next for me? I'm still involved with Toastmasters. I'm still involved with this club and uh, two other clubs. And I will uh, continue to be involved because I get something out of it, even after more than 10 years in Toastmasters. Every meeting is unique. And as uh, I heard someone say before, and I've adopted that saying, be prepared to be amazed by everyone. And I am. Every time it's enjoyable, every time somebody's story or the way they tell the story or how they've grown or how they help other people, all of those things are inspiring to me. So I think I uh, will probably stick around in Toastmasters till, uh, till Toastmasters closes or till I can no longer visit the club meeting. And uh, Jan Paul, I have been fortunate to be associated with the member, with this club from when it was chartered. And our, our first president, Susan Bro uh, Baxter, she was not able to join, participate in the club for many months. And the beauty of this club is, we have other members, other officers that are willing to take on additional responsibilities, additional roles, and keep the club running. I know Nirja took over that initially role as a, she was filling it as a president, and she was also doing the role of VP education. So, and then in the second, second year, when I was the VP education, it was quite a bit of learning process for me and Nirja was there all the time supporting me, helping me. And, and, and our officers also and, and the uh, members, they have always stepped up to the plate to, to make sure the show goes on. So that is one beauty of this uh, club that we have one of the highest number of DTMs one of the highest numbers of uh, district officers 
whether area directors, divisional directors, and even past uh, district directors as members. And, and everybody is lending their expertise and we are all working together to help our members do better. And that is one thing I love about this club. Oh, I agree. You uh, hit the uh, hammer on the nail. That's probably not the right expression, but uh, it is, uh, it's true that people feel uh, that they have a, uh, that they belong. People feel that it's uh, not too much effort to, to help and to fill in if, if somebody else cannot make it. So uh, you mentioned Nirja, who really in that particular year, the first year was uh, crucial in making sure that the club uh, built up its capabilities and then identified other people, empowered others, so that uh, we now have a, a bench strength to fill in the roles and uh, have strong meetings at every meeting. Yes, I agree and, with you. And when uh, Stella came on board, I found she she has so much knowledge and ideas and willingness to help. I I couldn't have done anything without Stella. You know, she, I I call her AI queen. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for your kind words. But I'm I'm learning from all of you leaders. That's why you know. And when you when you are when you're amongst great people, you can't help but have great ideas. That's that's the whole point of being in a, in a nice, wonderful club. But I have a question, one more question for you, John Paul. I joined Podcast Pioneers because I want to also have a podcast of my own. I haven't done so yet, but I'm thinking of doing something like a technology podcast that will explain the basic con concepts to non-technical non people. For you, if you were to start, or I know you also joined Podcast Pioneers probably because you want to have your own podcast. What what kind of podcast are you thinking of creating and why? It's very interesting. Uh, once uh, I joined this, the Toastmasters uh, club, this particular one, it became clear to me to quote the, the earlier quote, to repeat the quote, be prepared to be amazed by everyone. And now, when I look around me and I have interaction with people, I feel that everyone actually could spend and be uh, spend half an hour with me in an interview and amaze all the listeners. So I think if I were to have my own series, it would be inviting all 8 billion other people to my studio because each of them deserve a 20 minutes to tell their story. Absolutely, absolutely. And and uh, John Paul, in, the, in about three years that we have been part of this club, I have learned so much from you, from Nirja, and you, you are always there to help us take the club to the next level. Uh, you know, 
in season one, we did audio monologues. Then season two, we took it as a notch higher by, by challenging members to do video conversation. Wasn't easy for many members. And, and the team that we, the core team that we put together, having a project manager, then uh, graphic designer Sue Brooks has been amazing for the last three years. She has been providing excellent support to all of our members, and 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 uh, Stella and I I've been talking about getting the next set of officers ready, groomed, so that when this term of officer ends, the next team is ready, ready to go and ready to hit the hit it running and when we were working on season three we got some excellent feedback from from the officers from the members and stella you i and nirja we also kind of uh, uh, did did a lot of uh, conversations on on what should the season three look like, and uh, I, I'm really thankful to you know all of you to uh, guide me, help me uh, uh, get this season three planned and going. Yes, the uh, I, I I'm very happy that the club is progressing. I think part of a of a healthy environment, specifically in leadership, is the willingness to learn, to listen for input, also the ability to make decisions ultimately, but that uh, open door type of approach. Uh, you exemplify that, uh, Bipin, to be uh, humble, to learn, but also act as the executive and of the final say. So that's a good, uh, if you didn't have that before, you're clearly showing that you have it now after being in this president's role for a while. Yes, I, I totally agree with you. Bipin has been an, an excellent leader, a quiet leader, but, but a, a very strong leader. And I really appreciate all his help and the, the, ability, the fact that he has good listening skills and he listens to your idea and then even improves it more, comes up with new ideas, always pushing, making sure that people um, complete their tasks, making sure that we're always on, on time delivering stuff. That's all we need as a leader. So he's been an excellent leader. leader. So thank you for that. And you too, as I said, the club is filled with so many great leaders. I've met Jean-Paul before, my first time. Um, Hudson, he came for the Hudson River Toastmasters anniversary, and um, yeah, and uh, I always knew he was a, that at that time he was a district director at that time when he came. So it was good. I, I'd met him before, and then I was surprised to pleasantly surprised to see him at the uh, podcast pioneers meeting. So that's also one of the reasons why I joined. So thank you for that. Young yes. what, what is the biggest takeaway from of, of accomplishments that we that the club has to its record in the in the three years that it has been in existence? 
what is what, what are a couple of things that you loved we have done well oh i think uh the fact that the club is so strong in membership the fact that the club impresses people when they come in just for one meeting and they want to sign up those are all signs that the club is strong the uh, collaboration amongst officers the leadership is is also great uh the fact that people put the put the club or or the the common good above themselves and are willing to work hard those are all testaments of of how the club actually has has a good culture so, and uh, it's continued now from day one maybe from the initial establishment of that initial small team all the way through to today so those are uh, the success or those the the elements are proven by membership by full agendas and by people just wanting to continue to be members so i i think that those are uh, as they say just watch the scoreboard and the scoreboard measures ultimately the club quality absolutely Thanks. yeah i totally agree with you john paul one thing as toastmasters always i like how you you gave the positive sandwich method feedback right so now let me ask you another question where do you think we can improve let's because we need to grow and we need to make our club even better can you tell me a few areas we need to improve or what you see as the future of the club and this is on the record <laughs> this is being recorded <laughs> yes i i uh i think we have to be consistent in making sure that we give uh when, when we do evaluations we uh must always give a, a suggestion for improvement people join toastmasters because they want to grow okay. and we in toastmasters and this was one of my learnings in toastmasters is how to give feedback look at the positive also look at the opportunities to grow and then share that so it's it's uh, maybe it's not that easy sometimes we say things are perfect no but a person did something even at the high level to learn that's why they're part of toastmasters so i think we should we should make sure that people always get some suggestion for improvement or what i actually like is to challenge kind of a suggestion to challenge yourself because that is kind of taking it to the next level at the individual level taking it to the next level and i and i like that way of uh, giving a suggestion as part of the evaluation so that's that's one one point the other Hmm. This is something small because I think the reason why we do this is because we enjoy it. But sometimes we go over time with our meeting. It usually doesn't bother me, but 
in terms of uh, discipline, maybe we can make sure that we end end on time, but not something big. I think we just enjoy being with each other, and therefore nobody is watching the clock. So would you say, why did we actually, yeah, that's one thing I was going to also ask. Why did we decide on the one hour, one and a half hour format? Because I think we've, we're packing so much in our meetings that really it should be two hours because I know that for Columbia University Toastmasters, they meet every week and they do meet for two hours. So maybe that's, that could be one suggestion where we increase our time. Because to pack an educational session, two speakers, a podcast presenter, all in one, it's quite it's quite a lot to pack in an, an hour and a half. What do you think about that? Oh, sure, it is, it is a lot to pack in. And it's uh, kind of, uh, it's a challenge for the Toastmaster of the day, especially to keep things moving. The, uh, in terms of, of making it longer, I, I don't know. I think the one and a half hours is probably uh, the sweet spot for an online meeting. Because if we want to make it longer, we'll have to have a break in the middle. So we won't get everything of the additional, say, 15 minutes or, or 30 minutes. So I, I think it's a it's a trade-off. Exactly. Yes. And we are meeting on Sundays, so it, it is a little challenging. People are returning home. You know, they may be traveling, returning home, and. Um, uh, I I, th I think uh, ending the meeting around nine o'clock is a good time. If you if you get extended, people have to struggle you know, getting to work next day. <laughs> Can be challenging, sure. Yeah, and we and it's a little bit difficult to start it earlier because we have members from all over the country and even uh, outside of the U.S. Yeah, yeah. So if we do it a different time, then it's becomes too early for yeah. people, especially in the summer months, to be home for a meeting. Right. Okay. Yes. And then one more thing that I would like to also suggest is also having like a hybrid format because the virtual people are tired of of just virtual, right? Do you think there's um in terms of in the future, do you see us having like a hybrid meeting as well where some people are in person and some people are online? Oh, I think some clubs, maybe by their very nature, are, are virtual clubs. We have to think in terms of, uh, that's a, that would be, let, let's first forget about the fact that this is podcast, which is a medium that is not in person, other than maybe, yes, the interviews can be in person, but the meeting itself doesn't have to be in person. I'm just thinking that there's some people, if we're truly, if, if we're truly a global club, then maybe there wouldn't naturally be a, a place where, where everybody could gather, unless it is a once in a lifetime convention of podcast pioneers. But uh, to have it regularly, uh, I think it's a, a challenge to have hybrid meetings and to add that to our our meeting, our club, oh, we have to really think hard about that if we want to 
to bring that in, in addition to the technology uh, that we need to master for the podcasts themselves. Thank you. I totally agree. Yeah, having having ability to meet in person is always a nice thing. Uh, mm -hmm. However, on a Sunday evening and people living in New Jersey, New York, elsewhere, it is hard to get together, I think. And the good thing is there are opportunities district-wide and there are district-wise events. Some of us try to get uh, get to meet each other. I, I have yet to come down to New York one of, for one of those events, but I, I would certainly do that. Okay. Thanks, Bipin. Um, yeah. Right. So, Jan Paul, as uh, you you have uh, a brief message for people that are listening as to w what uh, what benefit they would. Uh, they, they could derive by joining podcast pioneers. Okay. Well, Toastmasters in general is a safe space where you can grow. You can overcome your fear of public speaking. In this case, you can take your Toastmasters experience beyond the basics, which means you can learn how to do the, be in the 21st century in the communication medium of podcasts and you'll meet very interesting people who will share very interesting stories their own and their guest stories so i think it's a no-brainer join the club absolutely absolutely i thank you jan paul for uh, coming on the show to inform and educate us and our members and our guests. And Stella, thank you again for uh, co-host, being our, my co-host. We learn from each other and uh, our purpose is to share our best practices, share our knowledge and help our members grow and help the club become a stronger club. So thank you very much for joining. We look forward to seeing you at the next meeting and on the next episode. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.